Trigger warning, Death and Friends is not a podcast for the light of heart. Many dark and serious subjects will come up. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, Skeleton Army. We, um, we missed you. We really did. And so, even though it's not official yet. Next week, baby. We thought we'd give you a little mini-sode. If you're gonna do it, we'd rather you do it in the house. So now, on to something deadly serious. Very serious. So serious, you guys, yes. It's about war. The most barbaric of all human inventions. It's also about birds, the most barbaric of nature's inventions. Paint the picture, Nash. It's 1932, and we're in the vast farmlands of post-war Western Australia. As part of a government initiative, veterans returning from war were given parcels of farmland as thanks for their work in killing people abroad. Uh, hey guys, uh, thanks so much for your help, seriously. Uh, why don't you guys go all the way over there, into the middle of nowhere, and just plant your little crops. You earned it. Right before the Great Depression starts, the Australian government tells them all to plant a bunch of wheat to feed folks. And as the Depression hits, promises to provide subsidies to anyone growing this wheat. Spoiler alert, they do not do this. Farmers start to refuse to deliver grain until the subsidies go out, but unfortunately... <laughs> They get a little sidetracked by, you guessed it, emu mating season. It's so obvious. You guys know the saying. Spring showers bring emu fucking. See, in Spanish, we say something similar. We say, um, ¿Qué le dijo un frijol a otro frijol? Si no nos comen, no hay pedo. Which means, weather makes birds happy, and happy birds love upon each other. A lot. Near open fields of wheat. Oh, God. It's beautiful. Here's something fun we bet you didn't know. After mating season, emus migrate. And in October 1932, about 20,000 emus migrated right into that nice new wheat farm in Western Australia. And we're like, Oi, mate! This is all right! Now the farmers were like, Come on, government. You told us to come out here and farm. And then you were dicks about the prices of wheat. Could you at least help us with these goddamn burbs? Shockingly, the government was like, yeah, all right. And then they followed that up with, it sounds like real good practice for our machine guns, which, by the way, historically and factually accurate. Machine guns. Just good practice for that. Just, I need just, listener, hey, hey, buddy, hey, you, hey, I need you to listen. Yeah. As we explain all this, I need you to just have, in your your mind, just mentally always playing the song, Yakety Sax. Just at all times. So, we've got a huge issue with farming, animal control. What do the farmers and the government do about it? Right. So the machine gun part comes in, they demand the military to take care of it. Okay. So this is a giant logic jump now. Luckily, the Australian farmer had somebody who would go to bat for, or whatever the equivalent of that is in cricket, for them. Probably still a bat, right? I don't know. I don't know. I always thought that was a spatula. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, the Australian farmer, they get the fucking Minister of Defense, George Pierce. And, uh, yeah, the rest of the government wasn't super hyped, but George did do his job. He sold them on it. He sold them on three things. Target practice, farms make money, and overall, fuck it, why not? I mean, just fuck it. George Pierce, the original fuck around and find out. (laughs) The war, and that's in quotes, is conducted under the command of Major G. P. W. Meredith of the 7th Heavy Battery of the Royal Australian Artillery. You are welcome. Pretty sure we messed up on the reading of that ranking, but hey, who cares? Uh, but hey, they, they, got a, they got a command of a major so-and-so of the 7th Heavy Battery of the Royal t- blah, 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 uh, Artillery. But yeah, they get that guy, which is good, right? And somehow they get permission to unleash the army. Yes, uh, right. You did say that earlier, and we keep saying that. Yeah. Because every time we say it, we're like, isn't that crazy? But now I'm realizing in hindsight, uh, that's not so bueno. Yeah. It leads to a whole lot of wasted money during quite possibly the worst time for wasting money. Uh, yes. Now, remember again, it's 1930 bad. Mm. It's in the hot, gooey center of the Great Depression. Ain't nobody got monies. The U.S. at this point has imposed tariffs because housing markets and the big old dust bowl and grapes of wrath, which to an export-heavy country like Australia was a bit shit. Add the weakening Australian currency and boom, farmers are left angry, poor, and dealing with the tall bird boys. The birds were an actual blight on these crops. So here's how their food heist went. They crash through the fences, and they eat the wheat. Oh. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, they're birds. They leave large holes in the fence, so even after the birds left, the rabbits come, finish the rest. I mean, it's really... Wow, that's, that's straightforward, actually. Yeah, that's really... yeah, um, oh. it is straightforward. Uh, kind of unlike what the humans do to fight the birds. Right. So the first battle is in Campion. This is on November 2nd. Battle. They found a large flock of emu. I'm sorry, say that again? Battle. It's a battle. That's what we're calling it. It's a battle. Right. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we all heard that word. Battle. Battle. (laughs) Um, They found a large flock of emu just hanging around, about 50 of them. And they're like, oh, there they all might. What should we do? They start shooting. Okay. So all the emus die. The crops are saved. Everyone lives happily ever after. Woo! Yeah. Negative, actually. Um, (laughs) See, the machine guns were out of range. And then the birds ran away. Machine guns. Yeah. Can't stress this enough. They brought a machine gun to a bird fight. (laughs) So the birds hear the noise, they scatter like birds do, because again, they're birds. Birds. (laughs) Squawk, squawk, Mm. we're birds. What is that noise? Scatter! (laughs) This is the beginning of the Australian army realizing that the emu are smart and tough, like literally tough, and really fucking fast, because again, they're birds. From one source, it states... It must be realized that an emu full out can do 45 miles per hour constantly. The target is, after the first burst, a very rapidly moving one, and is only visible for a very short time. Moreover, the emu is amazingly hard bird to kill outright. 
Many carry mortal wounds up to a distance of half a mile. Continuing on that thread, here's another very real quote from a primary source about emus, which we thought you might enjoy. Again, a real quote. The emus have proved that they are not as stupid as they are usually considered to be. Each mob has its leader, always an enormous black-plumed bird standing fully six feet high, who keeps watch while his fellows busy themselves with the wheat. At the first suspicious sign, he gives the signal, and dozens of heads stretch up out of the crop. A few birds will take fright, starting a headlong stampede for the scrub, the leader always remaining until his followers have reached safety. Wow. Definitely not what's happening here. They're just birds. It's fucking birds, mate. Fucking birds. Bird? The second skirmish is two days later, where they try to ambush them near a local dam. The birds start going towards the military forces, because I'm sure they were like, oh, look, friends. They begin to fire, and after killing 12 birds... 12, by the way, is the funniest number, and I stand by this. The gun jams. They keep trying, and eventually they put a machine gun... A machine gun on the back machine of a gun. truck. Just a machine gun on the back of a truck, and try to literally run and gun them, but since high... Hello? Hello? Hi, hello. Hi. Their their enemy is birds. So the birds just... They scatter. <laughs> hello? Hi. We'd like to talk to you about your warranty. Um, also, did you know it's fucking birds? Hello. Uh, is this bird Jesus? Yeah, it doesn't go well. Yeah, I can imagine that there's a commander or somebody that they report to that is like, you put a machine gun on the back of a truck. It's the fucking Australian Outback, you idiots. <laughs> Terrain <laughs> is rough. <laughs> yeah, it's the scene from Ace Ventura where he just, the terrain is insane. <laughs> They're not Jeep Wranglers, you fucking morons. What are we even shooting at this point? Oh, man. There's more bullet holes in the hood of the car. <laughs> Human deaths. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there were none. Ultimately... They kill between 50 Mm -hmm. and 200 birds. And if you're wondering why that range is so large, it's because, uh, hang on one second, uh, lying. Lying, that's why. Yeah, it's lying. Yep, yep. They had to pad the numbers so it didn't seem so bad. Yeah. Yeah, see, here's the thing. Emus are tough. Yeah. And this is a direct quote from Commander Meredith, the guy who was in charge of the actual operation, when he realized that he had underestimated the bird. And as he puts it, and again, this is a real quote, If we had a military division with a bullet-carrying capacity of these birds, they would face any army in the world. They could face machine guns with the invulnerability of tanks. They are like Zulus, who even dum-dum bullets would not stop. Racism? What are you doing here? We're just doing an episode about birds. Yeah, he fucking does that. He's the fucking worst. God. Also, dum-dum bullets are a real thing. I feel like I have to stress that because I literally thought Angel put that in this quote, like, as a bit. <laughs> They're real. No, it's a direct quote. I had to show her the source and everything. It was a thing I learned today. There are a few more <laughs> battles, and they... Battles. Battles. Battles, that's in quote. Battles. Battles. <laughs> they end up damaging the farms way more than the emus ever did or could. Once the first few battles happened, the military stopped. And then the farmers were like, um, there are still birds everywhere. They're fucking, there's one next to me with paperwork (laughs) at the the municipal court. And a machine gun. 
Uh, believe it or not, James Mitchell, the fucking premier of Australia. If you, for you guys that don't know that, that's just the fancy Australian term for prime minister. Yeah, the premier of Australia was super down to send the military back for PR's sake. See, here's the thing. Um, one of the main reasons they actually signed up to do this is they were like, yep, let's show that the government supports our veterans during this trying time. And then when they failed... They got a shit ton of bad press. Can you imagine why, though? Like, why would anyone be like, why would you send machine guns to go murder birds? Like, why is this a bad thing? I don't... (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, but they do it. They go (sighs) back in there. So they try to take down a few more emus, which I guess they do. Ultimately, they kill around a thousand over the duration of the war. The war. Hang on one second. War. 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 Yeah. They consider, and also, fun fact, they consider that a win. Huh. <laughs> That's a win. <laughs> 1,000 emu. After the math was done, they estimated that it took 10 rounds per emu <laughs> to kill them. 1,000 emu. It took 10. That's 10,000 rounds. They probably shot a lot more for the ones they didn't kill. Oh, God. I mean, they must have oh. made a dent. I mean, at least in their at least in their bullet resources and also their trucks. Ah, uh, 1,000 out of 20,000. Yeah. That has to be in the statistically normal range of emu deaths per year. Like, yeah, you just have to be in uh, science at that point. If there was ever an animal that earned their status as the national anything... It was the emu. And if you're sitting here wondering how they eventually got farming to stabilize and slowly get out of this hardship of birds and bird droppings and machine Farming in the Australian outback. Yeah. They moved. A lot of them just moved to the city and got jobs. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, hang on. Hang on. Okay. They did something else. Hold on. Oh, Oh, big solutions. They also built stronger fences. And on, and on that, oh, oh my god, oh no! Oh. They on, just built a better fence. Oh, oh man! And oh, oh. and on, on that note, okay, that's the episode. A special, woo. Woo. thank you, birds. A special thanks to you, birds, our favorite listeners. Birds. Birds. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rate and review would also be nice. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Gorilla Jokes. And I'm at It's Nash Flynn. And of course, follow the podcast, Death and Friends Podcast. Hey, you! Want to become an official member of the Skeleton Army? Call! Is that, is that an emu noise? Do they call? I think, I think they are trying to break down the studio door right now. Oh, God. Oh we God. didn't build a strong enough fence. Oh, no. Well, we can be nicer to the birds than 1932 Australian governments. I believe so. Hey, birds, you want to become part of the skeleton... Oh, they're gone. Do you want to become oh, part of the skeleton cool. army? Well, hey, you can, by joining us on Patreon. Yeah. It's mostly to cover our sound guy's medical bills. In order to properly write medical facts... We expose Dom to all the illnesses and ways to die we talk about on this show. Yeah, we let the emus take Dom. Sorry, buddy. You did try to kill us last season. 
So this check is it out. True. Yeah. So check yeah. it out at patreon.com slash death and friends. Remember, unlike emus, you are loved. You matter. And if you don't want to be your own friend, hey, hey, buddy, we'll be your friend. Please promise to never ask the government for guns to handle my bird problem. Promise. Promise me. Just promise me. Okay. All right. Pinky promise. All righty. Good job. Oh, look, we got a ransom note. All right. Here we go. If you want Dom back, send... Bullets? Bullets? This is... Learned how to write. They're getting smarter. Until next time, Skeleton Army. Love you. Love you. This has been a Knavery Inc. podcast. Go to knaveryinc.com for more details. Executive produced by Jacob Duffy Halbleib. Audio design by Dominic Guanzon. Themes and transitions by Amy Doe. The fuck is a knave? Remember this is a comedy podcast? Don't use it in your research papers. Can you say butter? (laughs) Really slutty. I hope Dom puts just that sound bit in the in the bloopers. No. <laughs> Butter? <laughs>